Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walatowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. So grab your unreasonably hot co-conspirator. And let's get civical. giggly schoolgirls when we're about to talk about this topic I know it's really inappropriate it's really inappropriate but it's I when you texted me this uh, idea I was bedridden from being (laughs) sick and I just sort of like it it like allowed me to live another day oh to know that we were gonna talk about talk about this it's one of my favorite things to talk about which is a sign that I'm spiraling (laughs) (laughs) no I I thought I was like what could we cover I was like we we just did Medicare. Like we just did a big program. We've talked about primaries. It's like we need something like light and light fun. and airy and fun. Yeah, and something that we can really like to keep you morale know. up. Yeah, like we can laugh about it, yeah. make jokes about it. Yeah. So quite obviously, we are talking about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. A, a it's actually very good president died, but but for it has been long enough that I yeah. feel like it's. <laughs> It's just, it's going to keep me above water right. today. Like, there's nobody alive today who was alive then. Yeah. There's nobody currently traumatized by this event. Yes. Who was alive today. But man, I know people are going to be mad at us for laughing at it. But I'm not laughing at I'm not laughing at it. being no, shot. I'm no. not laughing at it. It's just, it's it's finally a, something fun to talk about. Because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's actually... It's and not you, a cut and dry No, And if you think you know the story of Lincoln's assassination... Oh, no, you do not, Sit the honey. fuck back down. Sit it down. Is not <laughs> what you Put on your top hat, because there's a lot going on. So I'm, I'm ready to jump right in. Jump in. To do it. To the day of the assassination. Give it all the time and, that it needs. And all this stuff that I'm about to talk about is coming from America's Library, a.k.a. the, AKA the Library of Congress. It's like a special part of the Library of Congress. Of course, there it's has to America's, be a special part. Oh, yeah. And it's like America's Library. And then like the under it is like America's Stories. America's Stories. Because <laughs> the assassination of Abraham Lincoln is America's Story. Yeah. So that's coming from the Library of Congress, Smithsonian Magazine, mm-hmm. and then Doris Kearns from Goodwin, and ushistory.org. Yeah. All of our friends. We should say Doris Kearns Goodwin is like the preeminent like presidential historian. Like we're- I'm, Yes, Doris. Historis. His, oh, I just said yes, Doris, but Historis is also <laughs> punny. She's Historis. She's Historian. Historian. 
No, she, I, there's like bits and pieces of her article in the Smithsonian Magazine throughout like a lot of the very, very, very detailed information. And like, there's actually quotes from the people who were like at the assassination. Yes. I want to hear from all, them. All of that Imagine comes from her like article. So go read it C4 and give her her due. Of that day, of that night. You're just like chilling. Yeah. I want to hear from row Q seat four. Yeah. And they were like, they're like, oh my God, don't this like uh, some, somebody there was on a first date. <laughs> that is great. I'm going to write that pilot. That's somebody hysterical. there was on a first date. And oh like, my how God. do you, how do you come back from that? Anyways, let's jump. Let's jump into the day. Oh my the God. day. Listen, that's all I'm going to think about is how I can turn that into a 28 eight page story. Great. Dang it. Girl. <laughs> oh my God. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. Okay. So. The morning began with a leisurely breakfast in the company of his son, Robert, who had just come from serving on General Ulysses S. Grant's staff. Okay, so yeah. he's having breakfast with Rob. Lincoln is having breakfast at home. He's very he chillaxed. He's relaxed. A lot of the like the notes from Doris Kearns Goodwin about this day are like, all of his staff and family members are like, this is the happiest we've seen him in a very long time. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, poor babe. Yeah. So on this morning, he was trying to convince Robert, his son, to return to his education and become a lawyer now that the war was over. Yeah. I mean, he's like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. you got to think about your future now. Right. There's, you can't serve anymore. There's no more war. You, we, I've, you, I've won. Yeah. I won. You've I taken Abraham your gap won. year. Yeah. You've, you've taken your gap year to serve in my war <laughs> under my under my command. command. And, and Ulysses. Ulysses. That's not how you say his name. Ulysses. Ulysses is a hard name. <laughs> I am not looking forward to covering Ulysses. Because that's. I know, but it's not. That was with a lot of focus. That was trial and error. I don't have that much focus through these episodes. I feel like you're also still delirious. I'm, of course I'm delirious. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he was like sitting, <laughs> he was sitting Robert down over some eggs being like, Robert, think about your future. Yeah. Think about your future. Yeah. I'm not going to be president forever. No. In fact, <laughs> time ticks. Time is ticking for me. Yep. Starting today. Um, yes. Uh, and by all accounts, Lincoln was very happy and cheerful this morning. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. That they're like, he had a pep in his step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, one of the words that was used, but this is his, his gay demeanor. Like his he was gay, very happy, very happy and, and frivolous and, and like yes. really excited about life. <laughs> yes. He was happy to see his son. He considered yeah. the war to be over and yeah. closed. It's like, yeah, he finally saw like the sun and the yeah. horizon yeah oh man both mary todd his wife and his staff and advisors made note of his marked change and yeah. he even shoved aside the suggestion that someone ride along with him and mary in the carriage when they went out in the afternoon yeah Ugh. he was like we don't need we don't need company we don't need staff we, we just don't need, need protection each we other. just need each other yeah in the carriage we're gonna go out yeah we're gonna go out on the town so later in the day, uh, the Lincolns had an early dinner with a group of friends, including Illinois Governor Richard Oglesby. I think so. Oglesby. Oglesby. I think it might be Oglesby. Oglesby. That's a, that's a name. Before heading out to Ford's Theater. Yeah. And he had been like reading a book. Like he, like they kept calling him to come down to dinner and he was like, no, I'm reading my book. Reading my book. He's and reading his book. Let him, him read his book. Let him read his book. They would call him again. He'd be like, no, I'm reading my book. And then finally he came down to dinner and was just like, like he wanted everybody to go to the show with him. Yeah. He was like, kept, kept inviting people. Well, you know, when you're 
excited to go yeah. to the theater. I've been there. Yeah. You're like, I'm when really excited like, to see oh, the show. Oh, my God. When I was on my way to see King Kong on Broadway, giddy. <laughs> I was giddy. It was the happy. I was like, ugh, pep in my step. Yep. I, it was a matinee, so I had to, like, Brent, I just I had a Bloody Mary beforehand. Yes. I, like, I was, a, it was a day for me. Yes. Seeing King Kong mm. on Broadway. The best thing ever to hit Broadway. Okay, let's see. After dinner, Lincoln met with journalist Noah Brooks, Massachusetts Congressman George Ashman, 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 Ashman mm-hmm. and House Speaker Skylar Colfax, who was soon to depart for California. Yep. Uh, Lincoln remarked that he would have loved to make the trip to California. Oh, dear. I know. Lincoln invited the House Speaker to the theater that evening, but Colfax declined because of prior commitment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine being at, you know, wherever he was going, some sort of, I'm sure, party or whatever. Yeah. Hearing what ended up happening and being like, oh, my God. God. Thank God I was busy. Talk about dodging a bullet. Literally. Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing amazing work. It's really, it's. I know. In awe. Okay. The Grants would join the Lincolns in the president's box that night, but Julia Grant had her heart set on visiting their children in New Jersey, so Grant asked to be excused. Jeez Louise. Yes. He, so, like, part of the reason Lincoln went was because Grant was supposed to go, and Grant was like, actually, the wife wants to go see the kids. Yeah. And so Lincoln kind of felt bad. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to leave the presidential box empty, and so he was like, all right, well, we'll go to the theater come what on mary todd let's mary go. todd mary mary todd let's go let's go and then he tried to get all of the people around him to go and nobody, nobody would go, go. Uh, oh my god uh, like we're not even addressing the fact that nobody wanted to go to lincoln to the theater <laughs> like good lord how's a president to get a to get friends to go out come on come on free theater he has tickets? Issues. what chance do the rest of us have literally zero the Lincolns were enjoying Laura Keene in Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater that evening when the course of American history would change forever. First of all, yeah. Our American's Cousin? We should see a revival. I know. Why has this never been? I Do you think it like li- like literally people won't do it because of Lincoln? Somebody make a shot. A shot. Hold on. I want to see. It is a comedy. Oh, my God. Even mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it has been done. Okay. Our American cousin makes a uh, 150, makes a comeback 150 years later. Who did this? Oh, they did one in Britain. That feels. That feels appropriate. Does it? And Laura Keene was a British stage actress. Yeah. So attending the play that night with the Lincolns were Major Henry Rathbone and his fiance Clara Harris, the da- the daughter of a prominent senator. So it was just the four, right? The four in the box. Was there anybody else in the box? I don't think there was anybody Mary else. Mary Todd the box. Lincoln. Yeah. So confirmed in the box were yeah. Mary Todd, Babe, Major Henry Rathbone, and his fiance Clara. Yep. All right. Definitely not the bodyguard. He was elsewhere. We will talk about where he was. Mm-hmm. So shortly after 10 p.m. On April 14th, 1865, actor John Wilkes Booth entered the presidential box at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. and shot President Abraham Lincoln. Yep. Booth had, quote, slipped into the entryway to the president's box holding a dagger in his left hand and a Derringer pistol in his right. He fired the pistol six inches from Lincoln and slashed Major Rathbone's arm with his knife. 
Booth then vaulted over the front of the president's box, caught his right leg in a flag with the spurs of his boots. That's the most American thing I can think of. Mm -hmm. And landed on the stage, breaking his leg. Yeah. 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 You would break your leg. It's a it's a drop. Yep. It's a bit of a drop. And also you're like, you're getting caught in the flag. I love how sort of like symbolically the American flag is like, you're not getting away from this, son. Which is how the flag would speak. It's just a deep southern drawl. <laughs> not on my watch, Booth. You're not getting away from us true, this time. Grabbed him. Yeah, you got your spurs on. Anyways, okay. Uh, where are we? He wait. So he is now on the stage. He's on he, the stage. Broken he leg. Wait with. He's on the stage with a broken leg. Yeah. He waved his dagger and shouted what was reported to be. This isn't okay. This is this Latin. is Latin. Okay. It should be good for you. Six Semper Tyrannus. Yes. Very well done. Well done. Which is Latin for "Thus be it ever to tyrants." A little on the nose. Mm-hmm. Some reported that he had said, the South is avenged. He then ran limpingly out of the theater, jumped on his horse, and rode off towards Virginia. Like you do. Just generally <laughs> in the direction of Virginia. I literally that way. can't get out of a subway stop and head north without standing and looking at Google Maps for about six minutes. And you mean to tell me that this man who has just shot the president, jumped off a balcony, broken his leg, waved a dagger around, spoke Latin, ran out of the building, jumped on his horse... He just knows which way Virginia is. <laughs> He's like, that way. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Like, well, how do you know which way Virginia is? Don't know. I don't I know. I don't even know which way it is from here. I couldn't tell you. I could not walk out this door no. in, in Brooklyn I, and head to Virginia. And head to Virginia. I think it's behind me, but also not. Not, not entirely sure. Not a, not, not a clue. No. Not a clue. You know, I mean, obviously, John Wilkes Booth sucks. Like, what a shitty dude. You can't shoot Abraham Lincoln. Like, you can't. It's no. like a, it's like a, you just don't do that. No. But God, was this, like, super dramatic. Yeah. You know, because I also don't understand why he didn't shoot him and go out the way he came. I don't know, because it wasn't, like, because, it becomes obviously very he got clear. in, no problem. Right. I mean, he couldn't get out, no problem. Or maybe he was worried that at that point people, people would swarm. know. But he's but, also but, jumping into a crowd of people. Right. Basically. It doesn't make any sense unless, I mean, it also like there's, um, we'll talk about it, but it's not clear to the people around Lincoln, like what's happened, what's happened. Sure. Because it wasn't like JFK where it was like an explosion and, and Jackie O was like cradling right. JFK yeah, and like collecting like pieces on his head. Jumping the back of it. Yeah. He, like it's a single bullet shot that then gets lodged in his brain mm-hmm. and he's not even like he's bleeding, but he's not bleeding that much. And so yeah. it wasn't clear to people that he, he like kind of just looked like, like all of the, writing about it is like he slumped forward like he just kind of looked like he was asleep yeah 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 anyways okay so as Arden said the bullet had entered Lincoln's head just behind his left ear tore through his brain and lodged just behind his right eye jeez Louise yeah President Lincoln was brought to a nearby boarding house where he died the next morning so he didn't die right away which no. is something that I learned later in life 
Lincoln was incapacitated while Booth jumped on stage and escaped through the back door. A doctor in the audience rushed over to examine Lincoln, who was then carried across the street to the Peterson's boarding house. And then he was, he died the next morning and ended up becoming the first American president to be assassinated. Yeah. Which is crazy because we, we had a lot of presidents. It took us like 100 years to get there. Yeah. So, yeah. Woo! What a day. Yeah. What a day. It was quite quite the the eventful evening at the yeah. theater and also being like like you know when they're like is there a doctor on the plane like having to be like is there a doctor in the theater and then you're the doctor and then the patient is the president, the president. of the united states right it's like oh god and it's like 18 what 18 hamanaba and like yeah we don't people don't survive bullet wounds to the head no what were they gonna do open his cranium and no. dig out the brain i don't Absol- know or dig out the bullet from his brain absolutely yeah, from not after, uh, behind his right eye right no. no this is civil war era where it's like you get shot you lose the leg it comes off there's no other course no there's so what are you no gonna do take course. off his head uh, yeah, exactly. Are we going to decapitate the president? That simply won't do. Simply won't do. Literally. It's like there's no, I mean, like maybe if it's shallow, you can dig out the bullet, wrap it up, and hope it doesn't become infected. Or just pour like homemade liquor on there and be like, let's pray. Get that covered. But otherwise, it's like if you get shot, you lose the leg. That is yep. the, that is in the textbooks for the doctors. Right. It's like here is how to amputate. And most of the time, it's not even doctors amputating. It's like whoever's around right. and be like, like here bite on this it's gotta go shot a drink throw on that tourniquet let's call it a let's, day and then we you know what's it called when they do the heat to keep it from bleeding all i can think of is scorch and that's not the right word. what cauter cauterized cauterized yep again my mom producer kate is mouthing <laughs> cauterized you're thinking of the word cauterized <laughs> <laughs> just getting me through this just the wind oh beneath my, of my wings uh, yeah. all right so who was John Wilkes Booth? Who was he? I lay the stage. Who was, was this cool cat? What was his plan? What was the deal, Allie McBeal? And I, oh God. And I have to say, this is where, like the the beginning, everything we've talked about so far, most of it is like stuff we're generally aware of. Maybe not how yeah. happy Lincoln was going to the theater. Maybe, yeah, maybe not how he know. couldn't find any companions to go with him. <laughs> but like, I've been in that place where I'm like, God, I have an extra ticket to this thing. And all of my friends are busy. My friends don't want to come. And then you kind of just sort of like, all right, I'll just keep the second ticket and I'll just go yeah. by myself. Like right. me and babe are in the same boat. Yes. Uh, where is your top hat? Where is my top hat? Call me Abraham Lincoln because oh. nobody will go to the theater with me. Oh my God. So here's, so here's John Wilkes Booth and this is his plan. Again, this is all coming from Library of Congress, Dorrance Curse Goodwin, other Library of Congress, ushistory.org. So apparently, John Wilkes Booth he shot Lincoln to help the South. Sure, a um, little a little tardy to the party, my friend. Right, he was really he was very angry that at Lincoln for you know bringing the South back together with the North. I mean, how dare he? The war had closed, or Lincoln had considered the war to be closed. I think they were still ironing out some of the deets. Right, but their a sur- Appomattox courthouse had happened. had happened because the you know the South had just surrendered to the the federal forces, but it had the opposite effect in the long run because people were like you shot the fucking president yeah we're gonna rally we're gonna rally people do rally people, people rally. rally yeah then on april 11th 1865 two days after robert e lee surrendered at appomattox lincoln delivered a speech outlining his plans for peace and reconstruction john wilkes booth quote a successful actor born and raised in maryland 
was in the audience. Like this is what makes me of mad. The speech. It's like it's hard to be an actor, and I bet you John Wilkes Booth had his equity card. You know what I mean? And he's out here rage. I'm like, you have no, you are not grateful for what you have achieved. It is no, it is no small feat to be a successful actor on the stage, especially in 1865. <laughs> People, because this is a time where people would throw shit at you. Right. If you were bad. That's, how did you even, like, I want to know what the, how did you even get a part? Yeah. There were no breakdowns. No, well, you were just a, either a white male or a white female. <laughs> and and the women had to be relatively attractive or funny. Or funny. Literally, that part hasn't changed. That is truly <laughs> the same. <laughs> Actually, standards for being successful, successful actors are generally the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm just like, I'm like that because I would have a little, I mean, again, I don't support the fact that John Wilkes Booth shot Abraham Lincoln, but I'm like, if he would have been a disgruntled, unsuccessful actor, at least you can like understand where this is coming from. But I'm like, dude, you're booking, you are booked and blessed. Get a grip. You got that equity card. You have your equity card. You have your health benefits. It's hard. It's hard out there to get your equity card. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Keep going. Great. Oh, God. This next point is bad. Yeah, it's bad. It. It's bad. So, yes, he was a successful actor. He listened to Lincoln's speech. But he was also a fervent believer in slavery slavery and white supremacy. Turn in your equity card. Turn it back in. You don't deserve your equity card. He was very angry. God darn it. Yep. Upon hearing Lincoln's words, he said to a companion, this is, I think, from Doris Kearns, Kearns Goodwin, now, by God, I'll put him through. That was the last speech he will ever make. If you see something, say something. He threatened to kill this the companion. president. Who are you? I bet you if you're that companion, Greg, you're just <laughs> and you hear in the next day that Lincoln's been shot, you're like, oh, shit. shit. The, the, the I didn't damn think he was dude that did it. Crazy. Man, that son of a bitch. He pulled it through. And I'm like, yeah, look at the signs, Greg. Right obviously your boy's a little off he's off and and i bet you greg is like oh that's just john being john and it's like no greg john's threatening okay he's 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 unsatisfied even though he has his equity card like he's homicidal he's homicidal very premeditated he also had tried i'm telling you sorry sorry, there's so many things like it's gonna get real (laughs) it's gonna get real okay John Wilkes Booth had tried twice before to kidnap <laughs> President Lincoln, not kill him, <laughs> but to kidnap. kidnap him. I just, I just, I'm like, Abraham Lincoln is what, 6'6"? Six, six? He's a very tall guy. How You're just you going to kidnap him? That is a lot that he is very lanking. That is a lot of body. It's a lot of body. To try to what? I mean, put he's a, a around, beefy a, guy, but he also long, like carries a walking stick. Long. It's Very a long, long man. Also, kidnap. What, what's what's the end game there, John? You gonna get a ransom? I know. What was his next plan? Yeah, Sp- I'd like to <laughs> get split t- the South back, put it back, <laughs> give slavery back, let him secede to the president. Gets it. And John like, Lincoln's <laughs> just like reading a book, like okay, clearly this has spun out of control. <laughs> John, listen to me here. I, Abraham. I'm just one a man, humble man from a humble Springfield, Illinois, of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I can't speak above this level. <laughs> it's not possible, physically not possible. Had a had a had a injury as a child. This is as high as I go. 
Oh man, I, I I just I wish I hope I wonder what the end game was for the kidnapping plan. Also, what the kidnapping plan was. I know. Are we gonna sneak in, put a bag over, and be like, "Let's go." It's <laughs> a big bag. It's <laughs> a big bag. Get in the back seat out, of the car. A, I mean, you know, the carriage. Put them in a milk van yeah. and drive off. Like, you can't just knock, knock, ding, dong on the White House. I mean, right. I don't know. It's 1865. Maybe you could, but I still feel like there were soldiers. There At were people. The I mean, he door. had a bodyguard. Ineffectual, yes, but he had a but bodyguard. But he was there, and there were. There's another fun fact that that will come up that you'll be like, mm. "Oh my god, I can't wait!" But they, they like the idea of like protecting. Like, the president needing protection was real. Yeah. Well, especially it's the Civil War. It's the Civil War. It's trying times. And the South had all the fucking guns. Oh, well, yeah. And so many people had died. Yeah. So many people had yeah. died. Yeah. So try to kidnap the president twice. But he was unsuccessful. And so he concluded that he should just kill Lincoln. Sure. Go up. You know what? Level up. If you can't kidnap him, kill him. Yeah. Originally, Booth and his collaborators decided to assassinate not only the president, but also the vice president, Andrew Johnson what? and secretary of state, William Seward. Do you remember? Yes. All in the same evening. So this was, he like had a, a team of concerted people. Concerted effort. It was a concerted effort. He had a team of people that he had corralled into doing this. And he wanted to take out like the people closest to Lincoln who were very pro Union pro reunification, pro yeah. freeing of the slaves. Yeah. Also, like, but Andrew Johnson, kind of not that, as we will no, find out. No, kind of not that. But, but we like, just had to take him out anyways. I also love that they refer to these other gentlemen as collaborators. Yeah. As though they are making a Google sort Doc. of a device piece. <laughs> so they're just walking around the room. They're like, okay, like, what's a sound? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and it's because it's like, he's an actor. It's like, I'm like, what are these directors or these other actors? Like, what is this? Is this a troop? Oh my God. Is uh, there marketing? What's is there marketing? Uh, Conspirators is a better word. It is such a better word, but let's call it collaborators. Collaborators. They, the, the conspirators, the group found out uh, the morning of the assassination that Lincoln planned to attend the theater that evening. So they sat, so they find out that he's going to attend the theater and they're sitting at Herndon House? Herndon House. Planning their attacks as Lincoln rides to the theater. A little sort of cutting it close, my friends. Yeah, this was not like a well-planned thing. Like, I think sure. he had, like, he had gotten them on board for, like, kidnapping the president. Yeah, they were like, we're here to kidnap. We're, we're here, here to kidnap here the to president. Kidnap. And we're, we're going to, like, do, we're going to do stuff to these other people. Kidnap here them or kill them or whatever. But they didn't have... That's a lot to coordinate without, you know. Especially if we're doing it on the night of the show. We're doing you know? it on the night of the show, but to not have all of the information on, like, all of the people. Yeah. Like, Seward was injured. Mm-hmm. So they knew that he was at home. Mm-hmm. And Johnson, I think they knew where he was, but it was kind of up in the air about where the president was. And then once they found out he was going to be at the theater, they were like, now is our time. So they're sitting at this, like, tavern, basically, planning. The powerfully built that not my words i believe that's doris <laughs> I, good way again great doris lewis powell accompanied by david harold was assigned to kill seward at his lafayette square home Oof. meanwhile the carriage maker no yes this poor man i mean not poor man but he, yes was uh assigned to his name is george adzerat adzerat that's adzerat that sounds right maybe it's german was to shoot the vice president in his suite at the kirkwood hotel Oof. okay 
Okay, right? so that's the plan. Yeah, so you go got, shoot him, I'll go shoot him. Right, so they've got two people trying to kill Seward at his home. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm assuming they send two people because they know he's at home, they know he's injured. He's probably got people around him. Like, you can't sure. just have a dude go in. So you've got two people, and then George was supposed to shoot pre- uh, Vice President Johnson at his hotel. Although I do love the idea that, like, Johnson's just, like, meek. It's like, it's just we need one. We need one. Yeah. Really? Because all you had to do one was, like, done. get relatively close, like, and, close and, and, yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. It's Lizzie. I'm here because Let's Get Civical has an amazing new sponsor, Best Fiends. That's like friends without the R. Best Fiends is an exciting mobile puzzle game that you can play right on your phone. And it's amazing because you go through all of these levels and you have challenging puzzles that actually engage your brain. And it's so casual, so fun. Anybody can play. I have been addicted to this game and I'm now at level 75 and you guys when you're playing this game you collect all of these cute characters mostly bugs but the antagonists are slugs it's the cutest thing in the world and what's amazing is you don't need wi-fi to play this game so when I'm on the subway and I need a break from all the political talk I open Best Fiends and it just makes my day so much better and I bet some of our listeners are also playing. So if you are, DM us at Let's Get Civical and let us know what level you're on so we can compare. I'm super invested in this game because it engages my brain. It has amazing characters. It's fun. And it actually has a story. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. So, Powell who's supposed to kill Seward, arrives at his at Seward's house and says that he has medicine from the doctor for the Secretary of State, who is recovering, recovering from a recent injury after a carriage accident. Oh, don't you hate those? I know. And he's got, like, he's, like, it, it describes him, uh, Goodwin describes him as, like, being in bed, and he's got, like, stuff all around him. Like, he's basically got, like, a neck brace on. Sure. So the servants and the family members try to intercede to take the medicine, from Powell and insists that Seward not be disturbed. So basically Powell's like, no, 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 I have to give it to him myself. And like his Seward's son, his daughter, his staff, like multiple members of like this household, this collective household yeah. are like, no, we can do it. Yeah. I was like, no, it has to be me. I'm like, it has to be me. I'm like, no, like that's where I'm like, if I'm Seward, I'm like, guys, try harder. Right. To step in. On my behalf. On my behalf. What do I have to do? I have to do it all here. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So he gets in. Basically, he kind of just like pushes his way in. And at this point, quote, Fred Seward's son recalled that the intruder stood apparently irresolute. Okay. Right. A red flag. Fred is like he was very insistent. And I'm like, that is a red flag. This should be a red flag. You don't know this this person, Fred. He has shown up. To give your father medicine. And literally won't allow you guys to do it. It's 
weird. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. So he begins to head downstairs and then, quote, suddenly turning again, he sprang up and forward, having drawn a Navy revolver, which he leveled with a muttered oath at my head and pulled the trigger. So now this is still Fred's. Fred so he Seward, turns around son. and shoots Fred. So he turns around and shoots Fred. I don't think it goes off. Sure. Because Fred is. He's an angel. He's an angel. So the pistol misfires, but Powell brought it down so savagely that Fred's skull was crushed in two, pa- in two places, exposing his brain oh. and rendering him unconscious. Gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. That's all Doris. Quote, hearing the disturbance, Private Robinson ran in, ran to the door from Seward's bedside. So he's like, so there's a, a Private Robinson. He's in the bedroom of Seward and he's like watching over him. Because what's happened is that all of the family, he's like so injured and they're also worried about him that like members of the household have like taken shifts sure. to sit by his bedside and sure. watch him and make sure like he also, doesn't die. this is like 1865. Like if you don't have a private in your bedroom, like you're not doing it right. No. You know, like that's just what they did. There's just like soldiers around. That's just what, this this is what just the, I got oh, one in my bedroom right now. Half of the country was enlisted. Yeah. It's like somebody is in the war. If you don't, if you don't know a private, I, yeah. I don't know what to do with you. Mm-hmm. So Private Robinson is the one who's like standing beside Seward's, like at his bedside. Right. So he goes to the door because he hears something. He hears like a commotion and something's happening. And I'm sure there are people screaming. The moment the door was opened, Powell rushed inside brandishing his now broken pistol in one hand and a large knife in the other. These men with their pistols and their knives. I know. Really, it all, it goes back. Yeah, like, yeah. we like to think the, like, boys with pistols problem is, like, a new phenomenon. No, no, no. It goes back. Yeah. He slashed, uh, pa- this is Powell. Powell slashed Robinson in the forehead with his knife, knocking him partially down. Yeah, not all the way down. Not, just part. Mm-mm. And headed towards Seward. Oh, gosh. Fanny, who not I think, Fanny. <laughs> Fanny, who's one of the daughters, ran beside Powell, begging him not to kill her father. Fanny, do something more important. I Grab know. something. Hit him. Bash him on the head. Do you have any cloth on him? <laughs> I don't care how you kill the little beast, but do it. I'm doing it now. <laughs> so like, good. Fanny, come on. Yeah. Come on. It is the Civil War. You are better than this. Please don't kill father. Please don't kill papa. Fanny, grab the lamp. Grab the <laughs> lamp. Bash him on the head with the lamp. Anything is fair game. I know there's a bedpan somewhere. Bash him. <laughs> what? Come on. Poor Fanny. Poor Fanny. I know. So she's begging him not to kill her father. When Seward heard the word. This is also. Okay. This is all still Doris Curtin's good I one, love Doris. I love I and respect. I am a fan of Doris. I'm telling you. You have to read this article. It is. I don't know where. She, I I'm totally believe all of her research. I don't know how she found like the literal words. I'm, I'm sure it's written in diaries. Wrote, literally. This There's will diaries somewhere. 20 minutes later, somebody is writing in their diary. Yeah. That is what they did. Fanny is crying. <laughs> I said I not said to kill, kill Papa. <laughs> I've neglected to, to grab the lamp. Perhaps in retrospect, I should have. Instead of being useless and doing nothing <laughs> but screaming, helping nothing. Because screams don't, don't help with knife attacks. <laughs> like, what? come on, Fanny. Come on. Yeah. Oh, God. That was okay. her moment. That was Fanny's moment. That was moment. her moment, and she failed. And she did she not couldn't rise. rise to the occasion. So, quote, when Seward heard the word kill, he awakened. Sure. It's kind of like when I snap my fingers, you're up. <laughs> kill. What? <laughs> Who's there? What I miss? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> if you're going to wake up at anything, might as well be killed. Be killed. 
Um, so he so Seward awakens when he he hears the word kill, affording him, quote, one glimpse of the assassin's face bending over. Oh, before the large Bowie knife plunged into his neck and face, severing his cheek so badly that the flap hung loose on his neck. So he's literally Paul has literally like sliced off Seward's cheek. Oh, my God. And it's like hanging on to his neck. That's a brutal wound for this time. Yep. Because what are you going to do? Like, do they have, like, we're going to sew it back together? I mean, together, I think they like, had some sort of stitching. Do we have a numbing agent? No, nope, that's fuck like a, a duck. No, there's no numbing agents, but I do think they can take <gasps> a needle and what is oh my wire God. and just. And what is wire? I know. Uh, you know what? I bet Fanny's good at uh, needlepoint. She's so got it. So let's fucking She's go got it. To you work. know that she went to her sewing kit, grabbed that needle She's and like, I got it, Papa! I got it! Don't worry! Do you want a cross stitch? <laughs> <laughs> over under, over under. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Oddly. No. I know. This is upsetting. I know. This, I was like, what is happening? Okay. Quote. Oddly, he would later, Seward, he, oddly, Seward would later recall, whose cheek is on his neck, would later recall that his only impressions were what a fine looking man Powell was, and quote, what handsome cloth that overcoat is made of. Was Seward a homosexual? Yes, 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 he was. I mean, that honestly, that's like definitely something I would do is if somebody's, you know, coming at me with a Bowie knife, I'd be like, oh my God, you're hot. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. All right. Oof. Love that coat. Like, what are you? <laughs> get your head in the game. Like, Defend honestly, myself, uh, I could see, I could see the the biological evidence that Fanny is his because those are two unfocused people. <laughs> Fanny's like, no, no, I'm not gonna do anything. And Seward is like, oh my god, hello, <laughs> hello, <laughs> yummy, 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 hot tea alert. Like, what? Yeah. No, he's just lying there. And he's, I just, that cracked me up. Yeah. Whew. Oh, my God. What I just had some cloth that like, overcoat is made so, up. As we know, Seward survives this, obviously. But I love how, like, we obviously have his memories from the incident, which yeah. is where this is coming from. Yeah. I just love this idea of, like, some sort of inspector or some sort of police officer, official, whatever, taking down his testimony of what happened yeah and he's like honestly the last thing i remember is this handsome looking guy (laughs) with a very nice coat he was very dapper coming at me with a fully large bowie knife (laughs) and then he cut off my cheek and shit after that i don't recall but i do recall he was banging i don't i don't know much else but he was hot so look for the hot guy look for the hot guy and the officer's just like oh okay. <laughs> his overcoat was a, a like a gray tweed kind of like a professorial tweed, slimming but like slimming. really hot on his body oh my god maybe a white cotton cloth over very the very good very and like coattails yeah obby, yeah obby. it's kind of what you see right now on the runway it's yes. like oh my god have you seen paris recently it's this is what they're wearing straight from the runway very gorgeous okay so powell <laughs> Like they do, escaped into the night. Sure, yes. Believing that he had killed Seward. He thought sure. he had killed him. because got he, his fucking face. Right, he <laughs> got his fucking face. He stabbed him in the goddamn face, and he got him in the neck. Yeah. So he thought that he had killed him. However, a medical surgical collar saved Seward from certain death. Hey. So Yes. Nice. Thank God for the carriage accident that he Hell was recovering yeah. from. I mean, maybe he, well, but he probably wouldn't have been in bed. 
it probably wouldn't have been as easy to kill. Sure. But yeah, that's neither here nor yeah. there. So that's Seward. That's Seward's story. Wow. Because remember, we're killing Three Secretary people. of State Edward Seward. We're killing Vice President Andrew Johnson and President Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So assigned to kill the VP was George, the carriage maker. <laughs> um, and he had taken a room at the Kirkwood Hotel where Johnson was staying. So he's trying to like get super close to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knock, knock, ding, dong. Knock, knock, hey. ding, dong. Bang, bang. And they had decided, like, all of the men had decided, all three guys had decided to kill their person intended targets at 10.15. Oh! Yeah. The witching hour. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> at 10.15, he was supposed to ring the bell of Suite 68, enter the room by force, and find his target and murder him. Kind of straightforward. Really simple. It's, be- I mean, it's, it's Knock, not- Knock, knock, dong? It, boom, boom. It's literally not showing up, pretending to be a doctor's assistant, being like, I have to give medicine, you know, yeah. like, like Powell had a whole narrative. Yeah. But also ring the bell and then enter the room by force. Like, was he not just strong enough to knock down the door? Or was he not just, I mean, I guess it depends on who would answer the door. Right. But like, does is Andrew have other people in the room? Right. I don't know. Is he canoodling? Does he have a staff? Can like, he not kill on? the other people in the room? Right. I don't know. Just Johnson? I don't right. know. I don't know the rules. Yep. So Johnson is completely unaware of all of this. When he was first informed of the original plan to kidnap the president, George, when George first found out the plan, um, to kidnap the president and found out that it had shifted to a triple assassination, hmm. he balked. Oh, a moral compass I emerges. <laughs> Kidnapping, good. Assassination, too far. Right. And I would agree. And I would agree. Also, not just a single murder, not a single homicide, a triple homicide. Yeah. George Astrot, the carriage maker, found his footing and said, I won't do it. Good. I enlisted to abduct the president (laughs) of the United States, not to kill. This is not in my contract. No. Uh, An artist through and through. This is beyond the scope. Beyond the scope of my work. So eventually, he had eventually agreed to help, but 15 minutes before the appointed moment, seated at the bar of the Kirkwood house, he changed his mind, left the hotel, and never returned. Bye, George. Bravo. Bye. Good for you. No, he was like, you know what? No, not for me. Not for me. And just disappeared into the night. I'm abandoning the plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't agree. You don't have to assassinate the vice president. Not if you don't want to. Not if you don't want to. Nobody can force you. Nobody can force you to do this. No. Okay. Back to Booth. John Wilkes Booth, however, was very dedicated to his cause, a racist man through and through, and he could not stand Lincoln. He was not going to let him stand. Sure. So, and he was a planner. Uh, Obviously. He was a planner. A major planner. And honestly, I am as well. You know, I'm a planner. So Booth, whose familiarity with the stagehands would ensure access, would would assassinate the president. So because he's an actor, he's been towards theater. He's networking. He knows how to get in and out of the I know. Who do you know? Who knows? Literally, the stagehands were like, what's up with, uh, I don't know. He's hey, just, John. he's here watching You're here tonight. Dress yeah, rehearsal. can I just watch in the back? Sure. Sure. Have at it. Come on. I don't know. What are you going to do? Oh, man. Those poor stagehands. You know, they're like, I know. oh, shoot. Shit. We should have seen this coming. Should have seen this coming. He's he was so always, weird. He's always a little bizarre. He's always weird. Yeah. yeah. He's major assassination energy. Yeah. Booth had attended a dress rehearsal the day before to better rehearse for his scheme for shooting Lincoln in the state box and then escaping into the alley beside the theater. Sorry, I love that he rehearsed. Yeah. That Always is an, actor. an artist. Always an actor. You hate when things go unrehearsed. Yeah. Rehearse with the prop. Right. That's all a, I ever ask for. Also, a bad dress, good show. Yeah. Not, you're so right. I feel like this was a good dress, bad, bad show. Bad show. 
I mean, wasn't a bad show. He did kill the president. And then he broke his leg. And he did break his leg. He did break his leg. What I feel him? like it would have... Had he landed, like, boom, two feet on, on the, the stage yeah. and said, six temperature, like, bad, don't ever shoot a president, but, like, theatrica- the theatricality sure. of that moment. Getting your foot stuck in the flag while a metaphor. Yeah. You know, definitely. Not in his favor. A also, yeah, I think his, his broken favor. leg led him to being caught. Yeah. Because you could you could ride for days on horseback without a broken leg, but you have to attend. The broken leg has yeah, to be attended to. Yeah, they we'll talk about that. Yeah, he wanted to escape to the alley behind the theater. That morning, he had again visited the theater, so he went to the dress rehearsal the night before. He goes back to the theater in the morning and chatted amicably in the front lobby with the theater's theater owner's brother, Harry Ford. Oh, Harry! I know. Booth had already taken his place inside the theater when Lincoln when the Lincolns arrived. Sure. So like he's lying in wait. He he did the work. He canvassed. He yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna say this is all still coming from our good friend Doris Kearns Goodwin. Oh my God, God bless your Love soul. Love her so much. She really I like. There is no better researched <laughs> like anything on the assassination yeah. of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. During the performance, the White House footman delivered a message to the president. <laughs> At about 12 minutes after 10, the impeccably dressed John Wilkes Booth. Gosh, I just don't know it. what he was wearing. Like purple coat and tail? What, I, like these Old gentlemen spangled? looking great. Are we the, Were they all hot? I'm going to look these guys up. I know. Look them up. I'm going to look these Wait, guys I up. I want to know what John Wilkes John Booth I want to look at what his face looks like. Hold on. The one who was like, this gentleman is really attractive. Oh, I feel like you would enjoy John Wilkes Booth. Shit. Look at him. I feel like he's kind of your type. Wait, Lewis Powell is actually hot. Look at it. Yeah, John's, John looks like he could kill me, which is my type. Yep. Wait, you're going to absolutely die when you see what Lewis Powell looks like. Oh, my God. Very hot. Very strong. Kate, are you looking at him? Very strong James he's Dean energy. He's absolutely hot. He's absolutely he gorgeous. very gorgeous. Oh, my God. No wonder Fanny was like, you can come in. You can. Oh, my God. Ravage. What? You like? <laughs> Kate, I swear to God, if you don't get me a pillow with Lewis Powell's face on it, it's over. This podcast is going off this network. Who did that? We are currently looking at a pillow that was made with Lewis Powell's face on it, and I get it. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. Here I was making fun of, of Seward for being like, this gentleman was very attractive. When in fact, oh my god, very hot. What? It's also like his prison mugshot, which looks like a GQ magazine. Guys, go to right, Instagram who, immediately. Who, Holy moly, he's wait, very hot. But also, who is putting his like? What are you idolizing this man? No, this was his. This was his mugshot. No, I know, but what we're looking, what producer Kate is showing us, his oh, picture, with the like with his picture is on pillows in people's homes. I'm He's so on the sorry. back There's of a phone case. There's a profile case. of the same prison picture. I'm pulling it up right now. Good Lord. Wait, I go, we got to see what George looked like. Wait. Oh, yeah, my God. I just looked at. He's Guys. very handsome. He's- George. George is not handsome. George is not handsome. I'm so sorry, George, but you, you are something not happened hot. to your face. I'm so mad that he's this hot. Oh, he is very unfortunate. George is not cute. <laughs> Well, honestly, with a face like that, I also wouldn't kill the vice president. Like, you don't want that. To be- it's no. such a shame. I'm so mad. Lewis is so much hotter than John Wilkes Booth. He is. And he has been erased. He's been erased. That's why these people, That's why these people are putting him on the back of phone cases. God. Elevate his status. Holy moly. I can't get over this. This is the hottest man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. 
Lewis Powell, criminal, gorgeous. Oh my God. Gorgeous. He looks like like he could be on the cover of like a Simon and Garfunkel CD. Oh my God. Uh, he's literally beautiful. <laughs> Fuck. I think I'm in love. Oh no. Here he is with a hat. Shit. This is oh, very wow. like... This town ain't big enough for the two of us. I mean, the haircut's a little unfortunate. Well, sure, but it's this is also. I'm sorry. He looks like this post Civil War, very bad war for hygiene. Yes. Oh my God, he's he really has both muscular. legs. Shoot. What are you looking at? Uh, just more pictures of his mugshot. God, this glamour, this glamour portrait. Ba- yes, Kate just pulled up a uh, bangable a dudes in history. Bangable dudes in history. It's true. He's oh one of the my hottest God. guys I've ever seen. Oh, I'm sweating. Wow. Man, guys, I can't implore you enough. Go to at Let's Get Civical on Instagram and see this hot hunk of something. Oh, my God. Holy moly. That was shocking. That was really, that was a detour I was happy to take. Wow, me too. Me too. That that was worthy. I did not, ex- I take it all. I Here I was mocking, mocking Seward for being like, the only thing I remember is this. that he's a nice looking man. Same. Mm-hmm. If if this guy came at me with a knife, I'd be like, shit. <laughs> right. This is wow. And you know, just based on the photos that we've seen, he likes to wear his shirts tight. Yeah. So you know that overcoat was like Very real form fitted. Very fucking And fitted. he was like, you've got This is good what he looks tone. like after being imprisoned in 1865 for God knows how long. That is how he looks. And he was so I hot. look like this just on a normal day. A normal day, and it's bad. <laughs> it's like he is in prison, and yet still some photographer was like, I know what you did, but can we get a quick photo? Can we just get a quick photo? Just, let's move the, the chair. The lighting's lighting perfect. really good right here. The lighting's the perfect. Can you, and then like, just like, you know, slide forward and like tilt your pelvis right, and then just like hold something and look, like look to the yeah. side. Right, and I look like God. you're, just don't try to look evil, just like subtly evil. Right, very good. Like, that's what that photo is. He's not even trying. No, he's not even trying. He's, not even, he's just leaning against the wall being like, yeah, I know. He knows he's hot. He knows he's hot. He knows he's hot. He was probably an asshole. Probably. I mean, he tri- tried to assassinate he tried the Secretary to assa- of State. Like, he did. Not, I'm not saying he's a good guy, but that right. was incorrect. Like, when you see this photo, people don't look this way in 1865. No. He's a guy who would never telegram you back. For sure. He would ghost you. Yep. Via the telegram. Via the telegram. Wow. And he'd be like, oops, I died. I'm so sorry. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we're going, here we go. We're okay. going to go like hard left back into God. the assassination of Lincoln. So Booth, uh, like we said, dedicated planner. He's already, hi- he's like been to the dress rehearsal. He went back the next morning uh, to he's talk to Harry plan. Ford. He's got a plan down. He's hiding in the theater when the Lincolns arrive. So at about 12 minutes after 10, he presented his calling card. Mm, sure. You have to, it's like your ticket, I guess. Like your ticket, or maybe like a business card? I don't know. Well, like you guys know me. Sure. For sure. You guys, here's my ID. To the footman and gained admittance to the box. Once inside, he raised his pistol, pointed at the back of the president's head, and fired. Sure. Until the screams broke forth from the president's box, many in the audience thought the dramatic moment was part of the play. Sure. Then they saw Mary Lincoln frantically waving. She screamed, they've shot the president, they've shot the president. Mm. Yeah. They had, like I said, they had planned to assassinate all three dudes at 10.15. Only Booth succeeded in actually killing, actually killing Powell somebody. Powell gave it his best shot. He really did. He tried. 
George, bless his heart, just abandoned. He was like, I'm not the true doing hero this. Of this the three. is stupid. It was crucial to Booth's plan that all three men die to ensure that no one would be left to carry on Lincoln's plan to reunite the North with the South. Um, sure. To, you know, to reunite the Union. And he wanted to throw the North into utter chaos. And really, it did the opposite. It sure did. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about what happened next. Um, so this is, again, coming from uh, America's Library, ushistory.org, Library of Congress, and the Constitution Center. So all of our friends. I love this. Okay. Yep. So John Wilkes Booth, as many of us probably know, he got away. Yep. He went to Virginia. Uh, he, uh, he absolutely got away. The War Department issued a wanted poster right after Lincoln's shooting. How fun. Yep. I wonder if we can find it. If we can find it, we'll post yeah, you, it. It's, it's in the, okay. yeah, you can post it. So it's in the, the go to our Instagram to find his wanted poster. The wanted poster released by the War Department appeared everywhere offering a reward for the arrest of Booth and his accomplices. The conspirators were all captured and Booth was shot while trying to escape from Union, sh- from Union soldiers. Mm-hmm. Two weeks after Lincoln's assassination on April 26th, the Union cavalry trapped Booth in a Virginia tobacco barn. Mm-hmm. The soldiers had orders not to shoot and decided to burn him out of the barn. <laughs> I love it. Let's just light it on fire. <laughs> Before Booth could even react, Sergeant Boston Corbett took aim and fatally shot Booth. The dying assassin was dragged to a porch where his last words uttered were, useless, useless. What if it actually was Ulysses? Ulysses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That'd Good. be funny. That'd be funny. That's a twist. Um, no, but I think mean, useless, useless. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah useless. Yeah. Um, but I also love that there were orders not to shoot, but Sergeant Corbett was like, I'm no. going to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. What do you mean to do? Not shoot I'm going to do right Look, that's a Marbury mood to just be like, well, I'm going to shoot him. Yep. I wonder, uh, he's going to die. He's yep. going to die today. Also that they like they weren't supposed to shoot him. And they were like, all right. Nobody said no fire. I love that. Light that shit up. Nobody said no fire. And then also I'm going to shoot him. Right. <laughs> just completely obeying orders. Look, live your best life. Uh, so after this happens, the whole country, mostly the North, uh, grieved the death of President Lincoln. As the nine-car funeral train carried President Lincoln home for a burial in Springfield, Illinois, people showed up at train stations all along the way to pay their respects. Yep. The four co-conspirators, Powell, Atzerott, mm-hmm. Harold, and Mary Stewart. I know we haven't... Surratt. Stu- oh, Surratt. We haven't we'll talked talk about, about her. We haven't talked about her. We're going to... There's... Okay. Yep. Mary Surratt mm-hmm. were hanged at the gallows of the old penitentiary on the site of present-day Ford McNair on July 7th, 1865. So, yeah, one of the things I saw when I was looking at hot photos of Lewis Powell is that he, he was 21 when he when he died. Really? Yeah. See, I'm telling you. So, 21-year-old. Like, grieved white boy thing goes way back. I know. It I goes know. way back. It really does go way back. Like, come on. 21 years old. Face of a model. Yep. Got to do something stupid. You got to. You could have been a contender. He could have gotten a girlfriend. He definitely could have gotten a girlfriend. I would have. I would have been his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, like pre, him assa- Like to me, pre assassination. Like, yeah. Right, no, like, that's you know, a cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Surratt, Mary Surratt, mm-hmm. was a Southern sympathizer who had owned land with her late husband in Maryland. She also owned a home in Washington that was used as the boarding house, and she was friends with Booth. She also rented a tavern she owned in Maryland to an innkeeper. Mm-hmm. Surratt was with Booth on the day of the assassination, and she allegedly had told the innkeeper to get a pair of guns ready for the night visitors. The innkeeper's testimony doomed Surratt to the gallows. What was controversial was the decision to hang Surratt, a decision personally approved by President Andrew Johnson. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so basically, she was a she was a, a accessory. She was an accessory to, to assassination. Yeah. And they they hanged an her. attempted assassination. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's intense. But also, it's 1865. Yeah. We just kill people left and right. Yep. Yeah. You can't try to kill the president. You can't help killing the president. No. Also, it's like President Andrew Johnson. Yeah. Kill her. Kill her. Kill them all. Kill a bitch. Bye. She gave him the guns. She gave him the guns. So, fun fact, you can vis- you can visit Ford's Theater and the Peterson Boarding House in Washington, D.C., where Lincoln spent his last hours. Yep. That's true. I feel like we should take a trip. We're going to take a trip. We're Guys, go you know that we're going to be there, yep. and it's going to be crazy. Yep. Um, um, last fun fact. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you to read this. Lincoln's bodyguard. So, this this gentleman, Let's. does he have a name? Let's call him Trip. So, Lincoln's bodyguard had slipped away to watch the play, and during intermission, went to the same bar where the assassins had planned their attack. Interestingly, Lincoln had signed the bill creating the Secret Service the same night of the assassination before leaving for the theater. God, a premonition. Yeah. He was like, like, I think we'll need security at some point. This feels dangerous. Let's let's make this formal. Yeah. Also, I mean, this freaking bodyguard. It's like, gosh darn it. Trip, you got one job. One job. And you had to go. He was like, he's... Fine, I'm gonna go get a drink. Also, you had to go watch America's Cousin. You had to. W- of all the plays, this is the <laughs> one where you're like, can't miss it. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. Come on, Lord she's a star. Why wasn't Trip hanged? Do you think Trip was Probably fired? As a, uh, for sure, he lost his job. Because his, his I, only I job you... was to not to make sure the president didn't die, and, and that and happened. the president died. Yep. Dang. I know. Dang. I know. Wow. This took some twists and turns. But it's Mo- good, right? Oh, my God. Like, it's more. There is so much more to the story of the assassination of the president than, like, we were told in fifth grade. For sure. You showed like, me. A, I would have had a sexual awakening to Lewis Powell's photo. That's for gosh For goddamn sure. sure. Instead of the live action Peter Pan film. <laughs> which it was. It was real. I was like, woo. You ever watch that? Jeez. Yeah. Intense. Gorgeous. Gorgeous boy. <laughs> not anymore but like you know i just remember that like seeing that and being like oh my god i feel love i want i want that boy to kiss me on the face oh yeah it's true you're so cute i know but now now lewis powell is wow yep wow uh, my boyfriend and i are gonna have to talk things over because i'm in love i love just have him put on like a really tight like sit him in a yeah, corner but it's the eyes it's the it's the, it's the i don't care eyes <laughs> the 1865 mugshot can't recreate that it's the assassination face god oh man you guys that was crazy that's what i needed yeah to like get me through the you're week. so it's, welcome thank you so much <laughs> oh my god you guys that's the assassination of abraham lincoln thank you for going on that journey with us it's wild mm. i mean like all of the president assassinations are crazy crazy um and this one is absolutely no different it really set the tone i think yeah who's at the bar for like uh, it's like you really gotta keep it high i yeah i didn't i didn't realize there was sort of a like a three-pronged attack yeah plan we only really talk we only talk about abraham we don't talk about the other yeah we don't talk about or johnson's attempt nope. you know or i guess lack thereof yeah but yeah crazy uh delicious literally delicious guys 
If you like what you heard, you can find us at Let's Get Civical on Twitter and Instagram. And you can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.